This is the Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to the Sunday edition of the Weekend Variety Wireless. As a courtesy, if you've just tuned in uh, or haven't tuned in recently, uh, there will be only two more weekends of the Weekend Variety Wireless. The weekend of the 15th and 16th shall be the last. What have we got coming up tonight? Skeptical thoughts. Mark Honeychurch has been out and about uh, sampling some woo at woo woo fairs, and it's hilarious. As well as a visiting man who's built scale model arcs, as in Noah's Ark. God told him to. Uh, that will all be explained in the next hour. Robert Bartholomew is a sociologist. He's got a new. He's written lots of books on moral panics, and. You know, public hysteria, that sort of thing. He's, he's done the textbook on it, actually. He's got a new book called American Intolerance. He is an American. Um, it's about their history in immigration. All in all, I think they've been pretty damn good, except, oh, well, yeah, slavery, that wasn't very good. Uh, enforced immigration. But, you know, it's, I think it's actually harder to get into Canada than it is to the, the USA. But in any case, we shall put... Robert Bartholomew on the Barbie and Grillin uh, about his new book. Read Me a Poem continues. George Henderson of The Puddle. Uh, fame, he's a song, New Zealand songwriter and quite a literary soul. So I picked him out especially to read us a poem and he's got a cracker that'll be around 10.30. All right. Oh, we've got a special media stick guest tonight. James Musterpick, the kid. He looks about nine. He's a genius. Go look at his stuff on YouTube. He should be much, much more popular. I absolutely rips apart sensing murder be with beautiful precision. I don't know if we'll have time for a game of truth or consequences. We'll just see. You know, for old times' sake, the rules are, if you haven't heard it before, you ring up, I make statements, you say whether they're true or false, and somehow we find there's a, a winner and you get something out of the cupboard. I've actually got some cracking books to give away, so if we do, oh, prizes could be yours. Oh, I'll just give you some cash. Is the petty cash? Is the boss's petty cash drawer open? He hasn't missed it the last time I've taken bits, bits out of there, just... <laughs> All right. I feel as though there was some other piece of housekeeping that I really need to, needed to say ahead of my grievance, but no, I'll leave it. Grievance number 172. I think we're up to grievance number 172. Now, this happened to someone I know very well. Uh, had their iPhone stolen and the next day went to get a new one, you know, after going through all the processes of calling the coppers packing some heat, hunting them down. Um, went to get a new one and there was a queue and there was some negotiation uh, about which particular one, how much, what plan, would you like to change it, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to upgrade? And then it came to, no, I think this one will be just great, thanks. I'll have that. 
I'm sorry, this is just for display purposes. You can't, we can't sell you one. Well, what the hell are you doing? Uh, negotiating this, the, the, the entire thing, if you couldn't tell uh, during the build-up. There's a hell of a lot of build-up to this. Um, that this person wanted to buy a new cell phone. No, sorry, just for display purposes. Now, this happened to me. Uh, it was many years ago when I was working at the sports cafe and radio sport. Who'd have thunk I'd been so sporty? Um, I got home. My home did not have a kitchen. I thought, I looked at the price of putting a kitchen in and worked out on the back of a napkin with the help of a calculator that I could eat at a pretty flash restaurant for the next 20 years for the price of a kitchen. So I had a microwave and a gas cooker for sort of essential things. Turned the microwave on and it went boom. Flames came out of the thing, smoke came out of it. It was absolutely necessary that I got a microwave because um, I, we needed it and there'd be hell to pay. So I thought, okay, uh, I'll make it down to, to the store that sells microwaves, amongst other things. I won't name the store. This is such a long time ago, they don't deserve to be shamed in this way. And I found a mi microwave that, okay, that's the one for me, after some negotiation, with a man who looked like a homeless person. Bless him for having a job. He did smell a bit too. But anyway, he was doing a sales job. And I said, yeah, I'll have that one. And went up to the counter. I'm sorry. That's, that's just for display. We don't have one of those for sale. So I walked up to it and I said, look, Joker, we've just turned that on and off. It goes. There it is there. I want it. I'd like to buy it. Things just did get a little bit heated. A manager was called. But in the midst of this, this huge tall guy comes up to me, about six foot eight, and says, Oi, oi, pucks me on the shoulder and says, Oi, you, you're on Radio Sport, aren't you? And I said, Yes. He says, Tell that you, you just stop ragging on the basketball coach, Tab Baldwin. I said, I don't. Yeah, but you have Dibvig on and he does. I said, Will you take it up with him? And this is in the midst of an argument about, I want to buy this microwave right here. You sell microwaves, there's a microwave. Sorry, the only one we can sell you is at the such and such mall in the suburb called Way the Hell and Gone somewhere else in hard to get to Auckland. But I was determined. I drove the car got in the car, which had a, a fault, actually. The car had a fault. The horn would just go meep, meep, meep. Sort of magically connect somehow. It's an old car, okay? It doesn't have a magic horn like modern cars do. And it makes a hell of a racket. So I was driving to this godforsaken place. The mall is as big as a small city. I find a park in the car park thing. I walk in. And it's about a mile walk. I, I, I parked precisely the furthest I could from this place that apparently had this mysterious <sighs> microwave. Um, I've, I managed to find the shop. 
they had to be reminded that I was there to pick it up. So then I had to get in the car to drive it round so they could wheel it out for me. I go get in the car and the horn goes bananas. Oh dear, just get in it and drive. And this is inside one of those concrete car parks and it is just hell. People are flipping me the bird. Oi, mate, what the hell are you doing? So I drive out there going, stop, pick up this stupid microwave and take off in the hope that this car horn is going to cease. If only they'd had been able to give me the mic, sell me the microwave at the first shop with the smelly man. No. I'm driving down, it's St Luke's Road now, and there's this people are yelling at me. I'm just looking shattered, basically. Honestly, people flipped the bird and started horning me back, saying, what the hell are you doing, mate? Stop being an annoyance. I thought, I've had this. I've had this. This has been a great afternoon. So I drove off the road over on this verge, a grass verge, with the car horn going ba ba ba, and emerging like Napoleon's army at Waterloo, coming over the verge. You see their heads first, lots of them. Tough buggers. It's a rugby team of some sort, and they're not happy with my car horn. And they point to, oh, <laughs> oh, look, mates, it's that quit from Sports Cafe. And they're just about to have me. Um, I turned the key off. This did alleviate affairs, but I thought I'm getting out of here before they attack en masse. Um, so the car horn did just continually and randomly barp and peep in public. It's worse than pooing your pants, really, isn't it? Uh, it's more of a social disgrace. You soil yourself. People think, oh, something's gone a little bit wrong there. Poor man. But uh, no, th this was just completely interpreted as I was the most annoying quit on the road. That from Sports Cafe that um, has a lash at Tab Baldwin and got told off for, not, for doing something I didn't at the other shop. Have a nice day. There you go. I think there was more drama than that, actually. Uh, the microwave, it, it did make it home. It did work. But it was quite a bit of effort. So the grievance actually is, if you're showing me something to buy, have one for me to buy. Please. It's a special media stick with James Masterpick, so here's our New Zealand accent of the week. Uh, right, oh, is it? Have I got the New Zealand? Yes, yes, I've got the New Ze Zealand accent of the week. Uh, by the name of Graham Smith. Thank you, listener, for pointing Graham Smith out. He is the mayor of Mackenzie District Council. 
We are now experiencing unprecedented growth. I believe we've got a lot of opportunity out there. I hope and I'm really excited about the new councillors coming on board. You're, it's a great place. The most interesting radio show on planet Earth. The Weekend Variety Wireless. On Radio Live. I have a lot of fight left in me. I'm not breaking down. The New Zealand Herald published a smear by TV blogger Paul Cassidy. The blogger is obviously emotionally disturbed. We will never feel safe again. Oh, Paul, must get him, see if he'll come back and do a media stick before we pull up stumps at the end of the year. I think it's on the 15th of December. Special guest for a return visit, YouTube megastar, the star of James and Janet's reality show and more besides the probably the sharpest critic of Shortland Street on the planet, James Musterpick. Thanks for coming in, James. Kia ora, thanks for having me. Um, are you still in... Are you still doing the shorty thing? I mean, just watching it? Not really. I want to get back in because I've had a few years after because I would watch it every day for two years or something and then I got so sick of it. But now I've had about two years of break and I want to get back get... in. I want to get my shorty fix. Yeah. I go through this thing of um, I'm lucky to have informants mm. that tell me it might be worth watching. And then I get back into it and, yeah, have a good time. Mm. What, have been, what were the best times in Shorty Street watching for you? I was, When I was 10, I think, there was this the serial killer, which I don't know if I should have been watching, I guess, but it was the talk of the town. Everyone at my school was like, who is the serial killer? Because usually, I guess on Shortland Street, they kind of tell the audience who the baddie is and so the audience knows but all the other characters don't but this time it was top secret no one knew who the strangler was joey and that was so exciting i reckon when you when you're a kid and watching stuff <laughs> being given the shits is actually yeah. one of the best things best experiences yes totally i was so scared watching it but yeah. it's so good yeah um a good baddie is such an important thing. I mean, I think they're the most purple patches in Shortland Street when they do manufacture a, a carefully constructed baddie. Mm, yes, totally. Yeah, he had he had some he had some you know some development in his character. But he was yeah he was scary. What about Mike Edwards? What um, he, that's the actor, and he was Roy Martin's rapist. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, that, that was, good. was amazing, mm. wasn't it? Yes, that was really exciting as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, are we heading to a Shorty Street cliffhanger? Yes, we are. I don't know what it is, though, unfortunately. Mm. I don't know what the goss is, but I always love a good Shorty cliffhanger. I think one year, though, they were like, we're, not, we're playing it cool, we're not doing any crazy things for the cliffhanger, and they just had TK doing, like, a strip show, and that was the cliffhanger, and no one watched it, and they were like, well, we're not doing that again. We want some drama. <laughs> It's it's one of our cultural things, isn't it? Yeah. The Shorty Street cliffhanger. Put in some effort. There's usually about burning car, attempted murder, who's, who's died. Totally, yeah. Bomb explosions and yeah. Oh, the patio that exploded. Mm, that was so good, yeah. It was a bit, I thought it was a bit ridiculous, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, could you really blow up a patio with the gas bottles? <laughs> 
and <laughs> stuff and how many people would it kill? <laughs> totally. Yeah, all right. Favourite shorty characters? Um, mm, I loved Leanne when I... She's uh, Nicole Miller's mum and she was sort of a sassy old woman. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I was a big yeah. fan of her, yeah. Okay. What did you make of Sarah Potts? I found her kind of annoying. I felt like, well, sorry. So don't, no, don't okay. worry about it. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, kind of just like mopey. Like, mm, TK. Yeah, I don't know. And she got a really, really serious disease, and mm. then it didn't seem to affect her whatsoever until yeah. she died. <laughs> You're right. People were up in arms, though, weren't we? Yeah. Weren't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, on in your adventures in YouTube land, mm. nice little uh, critiques of Shorty. I just want to play a short one here. It'll give you an idea, folks. James Mustapick, our guest for Media Stick. <laughs> That's not all that happened to the Jeffries family in 2009, though. Yvonne was in a bank robbery with a guy called Ben. She tried to stop the robber, who had a grenade, by the way, just by telling him off. You should be ashamed of yourself. Nice try. Chris also dated Libby Jeffries in 2009. He took her to a lot of fancy restaurants. Unfortunately, Libby broke her shoe at one of them one time. My poor little shoe. Gary. Could you do me a favour? Can you get me another pair in this size? This is a restaurant. Are you asking me to leave my job, go down to number one shoe warehouse, come back, here's some Crocs, bitch, bon appetit. Is that what you're asking? I just add it to my bill. Things actually took a very dark turn for Harry in 2009 when he was recast. Harry and Chris left for Italy, and when they came back, Harry was played by a completely different actor. Look what Libby's done. It's cool. I feel like Chris just went to Italy, found a better child. He's like, see ya. Nice work. Thank you. Um, did you have can, uh, um, playground lyrics for Shortland Street? What do you mean, playground <laughs> lyrics? Like for um, the Beverly Hillbillies, when that was on mm. TV in the 1970s, mm. let me tell you all the story about a man named Jed peed on his cabbages until they were dead. You know, oh. the alternative filthy lyrics. Oh, no, he didn't. Did I, they... I made up some. Uh-huh, did and you? I just wondered if anyone else had them. Could, do, you, do you remember them? Is it poos or is it wheeze? <laughs> I've just popped my dungarees. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you didn't, no, you didn't. I think when we were watching it, there weren't even the lyrics at the the theme song. That it no, didn't, yeah. you can make them up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Okay, now you've had a stalker. Yes, I have. When I was 16, I, had, uh, I was making YouTube videos, and they were not very good quality videos, you know, as you'd expect. They were not very funny, but this old man from America watched them and would send me very scary messages. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Uh, we have him here. Okay. I first discovered James E. Webb show in December 2011. I've just been following James and his uh, videography and creativity ever since. And that's about all for now. <laughs> I'll see you around. Uh, I am honestly very scared. <laughs> That is creepy. It was so creepy. And I guess at the time, though, like, my mum knew about it and she didn't really care. She just thought it was funny. Um, and, yeah, I sometimes, I just kind of also thought it was funny. But then I recently, I was like, I want to see what he actually sent me. And he sent me 
some very scary messages. Um, like what? So I have them on my phone. I could read them out, but uh, um, he would say... Oh, yes, please. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. I'll get them up. If, you, if you don't mind. No, of course. Okay. So he would say things, well, so like, I wish you were here in the States, right here, right now. And then um, he said, you are me at 16. I told you, you alone have the ability to understand me the way I understand you, James. God brought us together so we can help each other. Don't shut me out. I love you like, I love you unlike anyone else ever. Brilliant, beautiful, wonderful, James. I cannot let you suffer the way I have. <laughs> so scary. How old is this guy? I think he maybe 40s or 50s. All yeah. right. Mm. Yeah, okay. Has um, has it tapered off? Yeah, so I think what happened, he found out my address. <laughs> yeah, very scary, yeah. And he sent me some SD cards which I don't know, I never looked on them, but I I wonder if he put something on them or if he was just being like, I'm helping you with your videography. <laughs> but, yeah, either way, very scary. And then I just had to block him and, yep. Okay. <laughs> you didn't engage at all? Well, I kind of, I guess throughout, I sort of engaged a little bit. I think because I was 16 and I didn't have many YouTube fans, I was like, oh. <laughs> Someone likes me. He sent me because I I would um I would try and mess with his emotions. <laughs> but I one time said to him, "Not doing videos anymore. Bye." And then he said to me, "Good night, James. I love you as my eccentric, moody brother. I would kill for you, and if necessary, die for you. I need you. You tore my heart out tonight. I'm going to go drink myself to sleep. Maybe when I wake up, none of this will have happened." <laughs> So scary. It's just, I didn't even, I guess, yeah, at the time, I, I maybe I didn't even think about it, but looking back seven years later, mm. I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Mm. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, a month ago, uh, you did a thing on gay game characters and how you can tell that they're gay. Yes. Um, this re reflects that you've spent quite a bit of time researching this? Well, yeah, well, uh, it's a very important uh, thing for me. If I'm going to play a video game, I need to know the character is gay before I play it. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yes, I um, did this very uh, ex extensive and important research into video game characters. Hey gamers, and welcome to Game Theory. Today, we'll be tackling the top 10 video game characters who are secretly gay. Let's get into it. Number 10, Sonic the Hedgehog. Right off the bat, we're starting with a gaming icon. Sonic the Hedgehog has been a beloved video game character for years, but have you noticed that he's always running? Sonic is actually running away from his sexual feelings for Knuckles. Further supporting this theory, Sonic loves collecting crystals. Gay people love spirituality and crystals. Number 9. Animal Crossing Villager This game was actually designed by Nintendo to show the life of a gay man who loves decorating his home. Another piece of evidence that the Animal Crossing Villager is gay, he can't drive. He has to take the bus into the city to shop for clothes. 
Now that's relatable. Number eight, Waluigi. Waluigi made his debut in Mario Tennis, one of the gayest sports of all time. Many fans wondered why Waluigi hasn't been included in the latest Super Smash Bros. game for Nintendo Switch. Well, now we know the answer. Turns out, Waluigi turned down the opportunity due to schedule clashes, as he's been taking away time from the limelight to focus on helping youth in the LGBT community. Waluigi stated, I won't be participating in Smash until every LGBT person can smash whoever they want to smash. Hats off to you, Waluigi. Number six, The Sims. One of the most popular gaming franchises in the world is The Sims. Now, I don't know what it is about The Sims, but every single Sim I've ever controlled has been gay. Conspiracy? Coincidence? Or is this just a little Easter egg from the developers shouting out the LGBT community? Number five, Kratos. During Kratos's latest outing on PS4, many fans picked up on the fact that Kratos's wife is dead. Did Kratos kill his wife because he didn't want to be dating a woman? Well, now we know the answer to this remarkable fan theory. The creator of Kratos has recently spoken out and confirmed this little gaming easter egg. He said, We made the decision to make him gay early on in the development of God of War on PlayStation 2, but we were only able to fully realise his LGBT potential in the latest God of War game for PS4 because of the enhanced graphics capabilities on the system. Well, Gatos, we're proud of you. Number 4 Super Mario. Well, gamers, turns out gaming's most beloved character is actually part of our community. Super Mario is very gay. How do we know this? Well, let's just say Mario is a massive ABBA fan. And in many of his games, he can actually be heard singing the lyrics from the popular ABBA song, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Here we go. Number three, Diddy and Donkey Kong. Well, gamers, it's on like donkeys strong. At first glance, Diddy and Donkey Kong may seem like ordinary monkeys. Turns out, they're actually gay lovers. Why else would they be collecting bananas? Moreover, to support this game theory, many would have seen the iconic barrels in the Donkey Kong Country games, which had the letters DK sprawled across them and wondered what these letters actually stand for. Well, we finally know the answer. After some serious decoding, it turns out that DK actually stands for Daddy Kink. Well, gamers, we're shook too. Number two, Charizard. Charizard was actually designed by the creator of Pokemon to represent the growth a gay man takes from Twink to Otter to Bear. At full form, Charizard can learn to fly and breathe fire, much like a fully grown gay man can finally learn to love himself. Number one, Crash Bandicoot. Yes, the rumours are true. Crash Bandicootie is gay. For starters, he walks around with a rainbow tiki mask by his side. Gay people love cultural appropriation. On top of this, he is always trying to collect crystals and gems. Gay people love crystal meth. 
Well gamers, it has been a treat delivering you this video. Make sure to subscribe, give us a like, and comment below your favorite gay video game character. Bye. Nice work. That was put up just a, a month ago. I mean, the, the, your earlier stuff, it just goes back years and years and years. James and Janet's reality show, which I absolutely love. Um, you want to do more of that? Yeah, I love it. I I do enjoy it. It's sort of, it's hard, but it's it's fun. And um, yeah. yeah, I've got, you know, I've got a few people watching sometimes. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not bigger than it is. But then again, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I quite like it being, you know, I just... I don't, I don't know. All right. I would feel uncomfortable if a lot of people watched it. So today is a really big day for me. I'm moving schools um, from high school to primary school. Because when I was eight, my mum took me out of school and my new social worker said I have to go back there finally. But they didn't realise I haven't actually learned maths and English for like nine years or something. So yeah, I have to go to primary school. Bye mum, I'm off to school now. I'm on my feminist blog, James. Just leave, like all the other men in my life. But it's my first day. I don't have to listen to you, James. I'm a feminist now. Feminists don't talk to men. <laughs> but it's good, you know, some people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, could it be made outside of Dunedin? <laughs> um, it smells of Dunedin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even my accent is a wee bit more, I sort of, well... I was putting on a voice a bit, but also, yeah, I rolled my R's quite a lot. Oh. I, I never realised um, until I moved here, everyone was like, oh, you roll your R's. Mm. Yeah. Far out. <laughs> okay, I just want to know what other, is, what TV or things you are watching at the moment that um, are worth either a comment or you mm. like. Um, I'm watching Kiwi Bake Off, <laughs> which is all right. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of fun and wholesome. Mm. Yeah, I enjoy it. I love a cooking show. Scandal. Have you heard of Scandal? No, tell me. It's very good. It's just an American TV show. Mm. Lots of scandal. What happens? Um, there's this lady who's dating the president in secret. <laughs> and Her name's Monica. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. I'm a big fan. Oh, okay. I don't have a job at the moment, so I'm, I'm living my... <laughs> I'm just... Okay. Watching Scandal every day. <laughs> it's fun. Cool. <laughs> what, are you doing stand-up stuff? Yes, yes, I am. Tell yep. me all about it. So I, um, I'm nominated for the Billy T Award next year. So I'm working with... So when you get nominated, you, you get nominated about six or seven months in advance for the next year's comedy festival. Oh, Christ, so, it's like the Nobel Prize. It yeah. takes forever. <laughs> yeah, so you pitch your show, your idea for what your comedy festival show is going to be next year in May, and then, yeah, you come up with an idea and then you audition it, kind of, and then, yeah, you've got seven months to write the show. So I'm working on that, and it's going to be good, I hope. I thought you'd just turn up and do your shtick. <laughs> and and they would watch it and go, I like it or I don't. Do you have to actually have to write it down and make a thesis? How yeah. do you how do you tell them what you're gonna do? That's a spoiler. Yeah, I know, I know. It's um it's tough. But you know, I guess they wanna get an idea of what you're gonna do and things. So yeah, I'm working on that. It's called the Blair Witch Projector. It's about a haunted projector. It's a spooky comedy show. Favorite comedians? 
Um, I love Rose Matafea. I think she's wonderful. Uh, Chelsea Peretti from America is very good. Mm-hmm. Favourite talk shows? Uh, I loved uh, Tyra, <laughs> Tyra Banks talk show back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. And um, Alan Zakiri, do you reckon? She's, I, I've heard some, She. I think she recently like publicly shamed someone on her show. She like had a secret video um, recording of like, and she said, everyone can go get one piece of Alan merch, like an Alan hat. And then someone took two and then, and they were in the audience as well. And then she shamed them in front of the whole audience and made them sit in a naughty chair and told them off, but not really in a jokey way, sort of in like a, we have trust around here. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it went on YouTube and it's got a lot of views. I feel sorry for the lady. So before the show, I put out some Ellen products with a sign that said only one per person. I just wanted to see how honest my audience was, you know? <laughs> then she goes back <laughs> and she returns one of her stolen items and she switches it out for a hat. <laughs> What's your My name? sister couldn't come, so that was her souvenir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. A lot of people's sisters couldn't come. <laughs> so what is your name? Nancy. Nancy. Oh, Nancy. You're the kind of person, like, when you go trick-or-treating and nobody's home, you don't just take the, you take the bowl. You just walk away. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. That's embarrassing and everything, but, you know, let that be a lesson to you, because you think... <laughs> You think nobody's watching you and you just need to be a good person just because you want to be a good person. You go sit in that Ellen jail over there right now. Oh, no. Yeah. She's in favour of police state. Yes. The Ellen DeGeneres police state. Yeah, like, come on. It's an Ellen hat. Like, you're giving... (laughs) You know, the lady's going to wear it around and get you promo. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. But, you know, mostly I, I am a fan of Alan. Been involved in any YouTube dramas? Uh, back in the day, I guess I did a wee bit. There was, like, this New Zealand YouTube community <laughs> and everyone would chat away on Facebook and then, yeah, there was a few kind of beefs between yeah. <laughs> between people who were trying... I don't know. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Can you name and shame them? Doing Alan? <laughs> what are they doing this behave? Yeah, I guess some people were just, like, I don't know, trying to get their videos out and so they were... Like, yeah, they would, I guess, pretend to be friends with people just to... I don't know. It was pretty silly and petty. Have you been flagged? Have I been... Oh, I don't think so. Nasty people can flag you even if there's nothing wrong. Right. And and you get three and you get taken down. They go, ha, ha. Yes, I think Shortland Street has... I don't think they've personally flagged me, but some of my Shorty Street scandal videos have been blocked in New Zealand because... Shorten Street have put a copyright on it, I guess, something like that. Yeah, so it's a bit annoying, but most of them are still up, which is good. So some would be flagged and others not? Yeah. No rhyme or reason? Mm, I think sometimes, like, the the kind of, like, the big cliffhanger episodes sometimes get taken down off YouTube because, yeah, I try to, like, find them sometimes and you mm. can never find the, like, the good episodes that you mm. want to see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what are your favourite musical bands throughout your life? Ooh. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved Maroon 5. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. I loved James Blunt. Um, it's not sure if it's ironic or not, uh. but kind of, I always loved him. And then, 
yet now I kind of okay. I'm still obsessed. You've done really uh, lovely work on it's a classic in media actually, James. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's when it's pulled off well, it's a good thing, and that's where I now isms oh. things. Thank you. What is the thing with Drew Nemia? <laughs> Tell us the background. The people that don't know who he is, <laughs> and you've stalked him. I had well, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know really what the fascination I have with him is. A lot of people ask me. I think he, uh, yeah, he's another that I'm like, I'm ironic, but I'm not sure how ironic it is, but I'm kind of obsessed with him. And he knows it and he, he's blocked me on Instagram. And I think he when I had my Christmas in the Park video, he he messaged someone from the spin-off and said, that kid's obsessed with me. <laughs> But I think, I don't know. Tell us, how did he become famous and then not famous? So I think I first saw him on Sticky TV. But, oh, he was on um, McDonald's Young Entertainers or something. And then, yeah, Sticky TV. And then he hosted Select Live on C4. Remember yep. that? Yeah. Yeah. And I th he kind of became a bit infamous. And there was, I mean, I don't want to be mean, <laughs> but he would, on Twitter, he was like, he was saying, like, I'm going to, like, people would send him hate messages or something, and then he would come back with, like, I wish your mum aborted you and things, and it was, like, on the news, and... Uh-uh. Yeah. So, I sort of... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kind of obsessed. <laughs> have you seen him in the wild? No, I don't think I have. And I, I think I'd be a bit scared, but also I really want to. That would be a dream of mine to get Drew, get a photo with Drew Nemia. Do you know where he is? I think he's in Wellington, maybe. That's the rumours I've been hearing. My sources have been, yeah. What's, he, what's he doing? I think... Singing, bodybuilding, getting a tattoo? Yeah, he is quite uh, muscly these days, eh? I think he kind of gave up on the singing. I don't know. Because, yeah, he had a bit of a music career and I think people were mean to him about it online. Oh, no. so, well, he started it. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, and I, and he's de he's deleted all of the epi uh, all his songs and things. You could you could try very hard to search on all online. You just cannot find any of his music. It's very oh, sad. that is sad, actually. Yeah, I, just... yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. I want to interview him. It would be the great redemption. Yeah, it? yeah, yes. The dreams and. Drew reality show. <laughs> we have to live together in a house. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, so when are you performing live again? Um, got a few things I do is um, a, a queer lineup show, um, mostly every month called No Homo. Um, so that look out for that. Um, and is it strictly gay comedians? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we've got you know some bisexual oh. and non-binary and yeah. All right. Yeah, and um, yep, comedy festival next year. Billy T nominee, mm. Blair Witch Projector. Check it out. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, James Musterpick. Go chat us work online. Thanks. Do more stuff, please. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll be back. And. Get into Shorty again? Yeah, I actually want to. I've been trying to organise with TVNZ to let me do it. Um, of course they should. Yeah. They've just got to see that it's the right thing to do. Mm, yes, yeah.
I love it. I'd be definitely keen to get back into it. Good one. Chris Warner, he's going to be, he's going to be there forever. Yeah, he? I think he, he even says He has to be that. there forever. Yeah. It's just the best way to recognise. He's always your anchor for when you go back and watch it. You're like, oh, there's Chris. What's he up to now? Yeah. Oh, only because I can. I almost said goodbye, didn't I? But I, it was just something <laughs> that came to mind. I find it really w- w- weird when times when I've watched Shorty and one character... It's sort of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They change into a different person. And <laughs> yes. you think, OK, swap the script right I can understand that. But can you at least insult with the last person who wrote yeah. for this character? Totally, yeah. Some characters, it's just like they've got no personalities. Like, oh, whatever the script writer wants them to be doing this week, you know, they'll be aggressive all of a sudden and then they're suddenly, like, TK would go up to, like, a school kid character and be like, hey, mate, how are you going? And it was like... How would TK know this character? It's just like whatever they need <laughs> at the time. God, he mumbled, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> He's been down. Oh, if his funeral. Sarah went this morning before this. Sorry? So bad. We told him and it stopped. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> would you write for Shorty Street? Yes, I would actually be really keen. I think that would be fun. Because I love, yeah, I love kind of weaving a wee storyline. I try to do that in my shows a wee bit. Yeah. I had a, a scene where the kids playing in the playground going, is it poos or is it wheeze? <laughs> I just, okay. I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Off we go. Thank you, James. Thank you. Tune in to the Weekend Variety Wireless. If I get my skates on, we'll probably have time for a game of Truth or Consequences. So we could uh, let it hang over to after the news, which doesn't take long for you to hang on the phone. Um, here's prize pack. I am actually clearing out the cupboard. Uh, we've got a whole lot of digital versatile discs. It's a tremendous format, still very popular, actually. Um, these are DVDs for short. Blakey, a life story. That's that sailor guy who got killed in the Amazon. Uh, Safe House, it's a movie. Are You Being Served? Uh, Midst of absolutely ridiculous um, episodes, that. Uh, Across the Tracks, this is bringing back flashbacks from about 1985. Um, Ramsey Street, of course, the home of neighbours from the beginning, volume three. And a special Christmas DVD, cook your way to a stress-free Christmas and something else as well about pandas. Right, 0800 844 747. Give us a call. All you have to do is the various statements, true or false. We'll probably make it the best of seven today. 0800 844 747 is the phone number. That's 0800. This is live. Line yourselves up. You're tuned in. To Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Gosh, it's been a while since we've had a game of truth or consequences. I've forgotten how to play it. In fact, I actually don't realise, I think I knew the rules when I was doing it. It is all rather confusing. Okay. First up, Peter. No, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Yeah, good day, Graham. Uh, all you have to do is answer the various statements true or false. Um, and we'll make it the best of seven. We can go after the news as well because we can make up the rules as far as the timing yeah. goes. Okay. True. It is. True or false? The first name for Australia was New Zealand. 
False. It's true. Really? Yeah. It's nutty, isn't it? It's really? kind of hard to believe. Um, okay, here we go. Here was this bloke, Mr... Oh, where was he? Uh, in 1606, finding the land swampy and the people inhospitable, ten of the crew's um, men were killed on various expeditions at Cape Curvia, Cape Turnabout, South of Albatross Bay. Willem Yantsoon decided to return and arrived at Bantam, 1606. He called the land he had discovered New Zealand after the Dutch province of Zealand. But the name was not adopted and was later used by Abel Tasman for New Zealand. So there you have it. Okay. Yeah. You could always throw that one at the cricket if we ever get play Australia again. Wasn't that the stupidest idea in the world? They decided to... Um, the New Zealand cricket decided to instigate something called the traditional Boxing Day test. And it had no tradition at all in New Zealand. And this, this is foolish. This could be Grievance 173. They had absolutely no idea what they were doing because there's one team that you'd really, really love to play in a Boxing Day test and you'll never, ever be able to do it because they've got their Boxing Day test, which has been going since about 1980-something. Um, and so you never get to play Australia. Stupidest idea in all of cricket next to 2020. OK, Dennis, thank you for playing. You got one wrong. That means you've got to go. Hello, Peter. Yeah, um, Can you just hang on during the news? It's only about three or four minutes at the most. You make a cup of tea. Thanks, so you can listen to it. Yeah. yeah, okay. You hang in there, Daddy-o, and we'll carry on with Truth or Consequences, for old time's sake, after news, sport and weather at nine o'clock, which is 15 seconds away.